Hey, if you want to get excited about the way they played over the weekend, go nuts. It's your fandom. I'm not here to criticize or to advise anyone about how they feel. However, I am here to share how I feel. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Penguins 7, Lightning 3. All their problems are solved. Jeff Carter scored. Teddy Bluger scored. Brian Dumoulin scored. And it was a clean sweep for the weekend, including a 3-2 overtime win in St. Louis the previous day. And I am here to explain to you, if you are only a hockey fan, what it is that I refer to on a regular basis when I say a four-loss win. Pardon me, please, for the little bit of a baseball detour here. Steve Blass, the Game 7 winning pitcher for the Pirates in the 1971 World Series, said that he and his teammates used to have a a phrase that they referred to way back then as a four-loss win, meaning you had a starting pitcher who you knew wasn't going to be somebody who could get you wins on a consistent basis, but he'd go out there and he'd have that one game right when it looked like he was going to be yanked from the rotation that it'd be just enough to leave him in the rotation for another month and you would lose the next four games. Hence, a four-loss win. Now, to watch the Penguins perform as they did over the weekend, again, you can say, oh, come on, that's not fair. They piled up a zillion shots against both the Blues and the Bolts. Uh, They defended reasonably well, certainly against Tampa Bay. And they're starting to get some of their, their confidence back, their moxie, their mojo. This is what Dumoulin had to say after the game yesterday. Uh, we just got to put ourselves in a position to get in, um, give us a chance. And I mean, I know a lot of teams don't want to play us in playoffs, so uh, we just got to keep, keep building, got to keep working for each other and getting better. And, and uh, I mean, from now on, obviously, we have to play playoff hockey to get in. So I think you can only benefit us when, when and if we get in. And again, I'm not here to take any of that away from them. If Dumoulin starts really feeling it and starts filling the net, I'm joking, but playing better overall. That's a positive for the team. Wonderful. Great. If that happens. If Carter starts moving like he's got, you know, something left to his career. Awesome. Who would not want to see that? If Teddy starts looking like pre-broken jaw Teddy, so much the better. Heck, one of these days, Brock McGinn's going to score. And then it's going to be like, wow, The team is all the way there. It's all the way intact and everybody's healthy and happy and hearty and all that other stuff. But look, the Blues game didn't go the whole way through the way you would have wanted. They didn't need to be blowing that lead late. It shouldn't have needed overtime to beat a team that's in complete tumult right now. And the Blues are a mess, barking at each other, the coach ripping the star players, the star players biting back publicly. There's a lot of badness happening in St. Louis. The Penguins did well to capitalize on it, but that's exactly what they did. And the Lightning, ah, I mean, the bolts are the bolts, okay? 
And the Bolts can beat anybody with any goalie, as they've shown. But if we're really being honest with each other here, there isn't a bigger chasm on any depth chart among any position in any sport than there is between Andre Vasilevsky and Brian Elliott. Elliott, I've said this for a long time now, is the worst regular goaltender in the NHL. Great guy, great competitor, all the spirit in the world. His teammates will run through a cement wall for him. He just can't tend to goal. So once the Penguins got up a little bit, and by that I'm talking about Evgeny Malkin's breakaway, it was highly likely that they were going to end up mopping up on this guy. And they did. And then the Lightning got a little demoralized, and they were playing their second game in as many days, and then you saw how the rest of it went. I'm not ruling out that this could be part of some broader rebound. The Penguins certainly have convinced themselves, for sure, in my conversations with them, that aside from the Edmonton debacle, they've been on this path for a while now, for a couple of weeks now. If they believe that, if they perceive that to be the truth, that does count because that does contribute to your confidence. From my own standpoint, I'm here in Nashville to cover the game tomorrow night against the Predators. I want to see a win over the Predators. And then when they go down to Tampa to face the Lightning again, and they're probably going to see Vasilevsky this time, I want to see a win against that guy. And then when they make it down to Sunrise, you see, you get the, you get the gist of this. Doesn't mean they have to win every single game they play. I want to see a much more general across-the-board sweeping improvement in this team's defending. That part of yesterday's outcome I really liked. Yes, the two points matter. We're way past having fulfilling losses, okay? But this team needs to show, not me, not us, but themselves, that they can defend when it matters the most. When you see that occurring... Go nuts. Start thinking big. But I'm not feeling that just because a couple of people scored goals who haven't scored goals in a zillion years and they did so against the worst goaltender in hockey. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by Family Table, a local company that brings delicious food to busy families in our area. They offer family-style complete meals or a la carte items like lean proteins, perfect for muscle building and weight loss. They're delivered straight to your door. These meals only need to be reheated. No prep, no mess. If you're not local, gift cards are available for your Pittsburgh-based family and friends. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com and use the code DK20 to get 20% off and free delivery on your first order. Again, that's FamilyTablePGH.com. The code is DK20 to get 20% off. Today's J1Q comes from Frank, who says, Great weekend for the Penguins. So now Ron Hextall's free to do nothing, right? (laughs) Okay, Frank. He's kind of making my point for me. And I, I know you're thinking the same things that I am. He absolutely has work in front of him, no matter what the third line, fourth line guys do over the next couple of games between now and the March 3 trade deadline. 
The shortcomings of this team aren't about to go away in a single snap. They need all kinds of uh, ruggedness, grinding ability, defending, defending, defending ability. And they are not going to get it from Jeff Carter. They're not going to get it from Brock McGinn. They might not get it from Teddy Bluger. They have to replace these players or upgrade on them or shove them down the depth chart or shove them to fourth lines, ideally fifth lines if and when Ryan Paling comes back into the mix. Heck, I would posit here that the more successful that the Penguins are over these next couple of games, the more encouraging their overall performance is, the more burden there is on Hextall to make a move. Because that would start convincing everybody within, but also on the outside, that maybe they actually could be something, as opposed to what we were thinking about them after the Edmonton game. Do you follow me here? In other words, you had, I had a, a whole bunch of feedback from all kinds of directions about uh, sell, you know, sell off your good players, uh, do what the Capitals did, get a bunch of draft picks, not hearing any of that now because it's just been a couple of games and that's just pretty much the way public reaction goes whenever everybody's tensions are high. But when I look at this team right now, I'm still seeing a team that could do something if it had a third line. Maybe Drew O'Connor's part of that. Again, to to reference Paling, if Paling can come back, he's a legitimate bottom six left winger. Josh Archibald's impressed at times. Certainly made a terrific pass to spring Gino for the breakaway. Um, this This is a team that can still achieve something, but not without the general manager making a significant contribution to that bottom six. If there's one thing that might change... One sentiment that might have changed over this weekend, I believe it's that Casey DeSmith yesterday, even though, again, the competition at the other end, meaning his direct competition, his counterpart, was the worst goalie in the NHL, they're not making a move in goal. They're just not. And they're probably not making one on the blue line either. But bottom six, up front, absolutely, absolutely a must. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these from here in Nashville tomorrow.